0: Now, here's the thing. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on, a lot of, uh, lot of uh, misinformation. In fact, there was one guy, uh, Lance was telling me, that was giving information, and, and uh, people were taking his credibility, and so Lance looked him up. This was after the after show on Flashpoint. We always do a kind of an after show where we just kind of talk to you, us, you know, on the panel and different things and, you know, the different people they have on. And he was saying that one guy, uh, was. A, he said he was abducted by aliens. And so, you know, you got to watch where you're getting your information from. You know, and uh, I will say this, just because something doesn't look like it's happening doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Okay, we are people of faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. And always remember when it comes to timing, even prophetic timing. I mean, God said in January of justice. People might say, well, where's the justice? Always remember that there's more going on. If you know anything about military, those of you that are in the military, They don't announce covert operations, do they? (laughs) Right? Right, soldiers? And the other thing they don't do is they don't show you all their military might. So what you think we have in our arsenal is not everything that we have. Isn't that right? There's always more, bigger, better, faster, stronger, right? That they don't show you, and, they, and that's that's on purpose. You don't you don't show your enemies all your military might. Same way, you don't announce every little covert operation or everything that you're going to do. It's just not wisdom. So there's things that are going on, whether uh, you you believe that or not. And the key is is don't put your interpretation on it. Okay, God said justice, and that's what He's going to have, and it's going to it's going to happen, and you're going to see it play out. Just like there was prophecies that mention about uh, Christmas from some of the prophetic vessels. I think we had something in our ministry along those lines of uh, December to remember. And there was uh, very damaging information. And I've got a talking code for those of you that are on Facebook. Uh, So I think you know when I say 45, and if I say that dude, I'm talking about the one that thinks they won. So it kind of helps you understand where we're heading today. So... um, because I want you to be able to stay connected. If not, you can go to lohchurch.org, and you can go underneath and, and watch, uh, watch. But there was some very uh, damaging information out of Italy that was presented on Christmas Eve. How many are familiar with that, uh, where somebody came forward and, and said that they were involved uh, in the election? It's interesting. Uh, we may talk about a prophecy from 2018 where God references Italy. He mentions uh, some other things, and then he goes on and talks about how there will be mocking uh, God said let him mock But this nation will stand And uh, so there's There's some things that God is saying that backs it up So I say that because this is going to be a week of testing For some of you Some people are holding on until the actual Date Okay if he doesn't get in Then the words of the Prophets the intercessors the believers And all of us that are praying then it, and it's happened if, if, if the Dude gets in he gets in illegally Okay And I know that that some of you, maybe you you voted for that that guy and and you feel like that's not true. Well, we never had an opportunity with 271 pages worth of evidence and more and counting to to ever be heard. Now, people say, well, that's because his trial lawyers didn't want uh, to have defamation, uh, uh, you know, what's it, uh, disbarring uh, because they would have, you know, wrongful information and lies. No, the courts wouldn't hear it based on merit. Um, wasn't on facts, and and, and some just refuse to he, to hear it, but there is evidence out there, and it's very damaging evidence. So here's here's my point. The point is, don't set yourself on particular dates. That if something doesn't happen by a by a specific date, then it isn't going to happen. Okay, God is purposeful in the sense that too many eyes have been on the political figures, whether it's been the left or whether it's been 45. And God is saying it's not about a political figure in the sense that it is that if they cooperate with with God, if they cooperate with Israel, obviously blessings. But here's the thing. I think there's been too much attention to where it almost is that we're dependent upon what that person does rather than our dependency is on God. And that's why I have confidence. I just want to say this because I'm going to share with you a prophecy in just a minute. And I wasn't going to do this, but obviously I must have had, I had four dreams. And it's interesting when you share four dreams. It's a little bit different than if I'm standing back here and the spirit of the Lord comes on and you begin to prophesy because you feel the unction, the power of God. People want to say, well, Pastor Rank, why are you still standing? Well, I'm standing for truth. And I'm standing for righteousness, justice liberty and freedom, not just for us, but for our our children and and the children's children. We have to. We can't allow this to go on like it's gone on or there will never be a fair and honest election and there won't be a hope and a future for our children. So it demands that we stand and it demands that we have a place of righteousness. So I want to share and I'm reluctant to do this because there's always somebody out there that's going to misquote what I'm saying. They're going to put their interpretation on it, but we're already this far in it, so uh, they they can say what they want. Um, And uh, I had, over the last year, four specific type dreams and visions that all kind of pointed to the same thing. And so I say this because the other night I had another dream. And uh, I'm not here to put my interpretation on it, so don't put your interpretation on it. I don't need you in the comments writing what you think that means, and, and, and then don't say, Well, Pastor Hank said. I'm just sharing you the dreams. I'm not saying this is a thus saith. I'm just saying these are dreams that all pointed to something of the same. Can we, can we say it like that and be mature? The biggest thing I'm learning is the immaturity among a lot of us. The fact that some of you still write, your deuteronomy 18 your deuteronomy 13 your jeremiah and all the, the the scriptures about the prophets that you pull from the old testament it shows your scriptural misunderstanding and immaturity because god does not judge his prophets based on the old testament ways and scriptures i know you don't like that you feel that man you could just tell you all just thought oh my god who's he accountable i'm God holds his people accountable. He'll hold his prophets accountable. But here's what people are doing. Have you stood in the place that the prophets and the intercessors have stood? Have you been shown things and have a track record of history that the things that you say when you say that you speak for God are accurate? Has there been a track record? And so there's a lot of misunderstanding and misunderstanding regarding the prophetic that is starting to show. Now, it doesn't mean that prophets can just throw things out there. No, there's an accountability. Jesus showed that in the first miracle where he turned water into wine and then he submitted it to the governor of the feast, you know, the one where, uh, that was in authority or the, or the place that he was feeding. And that's prophetic for all of us that we just don't throw things out there when it comes to the supernatural touch of God, okay? There are people, you know, I, I called Brother Copeland the other day on the way to, uh, uh, was it the Wednesday night, Brenda? prophetic pulse. I called him uh, on the phone as I was riding in the car. and We had a great conversation. He prophesied a word to me and the Lord shared a prophecy with him and so on and we talked about America and it was good that I did because you know I run things by him. He's a not only the father of the faith but he's the father of my faith and I have others that that we uh, obviously are submitted to. But I want to share these dreams real quick or these prophetic experiences. The first one happened over a year ago and it was where you probably heard me shared on prophetic pulse where uh, I had this dream where I was watching the news and on the news in the dream they were announcing by early projections that President Trump was losing uh, and it looked like he was like he had lost the election. How many remember that? I shared that. And I ran out in the streets, I began to knock on doors, I began to command, you know, people wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up and, and uh, some people stayed in their homes but the masses came out, I mean masses, which I believe reflected. The outcome of what really happened in the election. That the masses, they said that this president, 45, got more votes than any other president in the history of our nation. That's why it demands that we stand. Yes. I don't care if it was on the other side. You've you got to stand for what's right. And so uh, all of a sudden, people began to gather by the masses. And all of a sudden, the, there was a big TV screen, a massive high-definition screen where everything Changed in the dream. He was losing, and then at the end of the dream, there was a new screen, new reporters, new media, and everything changed. How many remember that. that was a year ago? So this one I, I, I did not share publicly, except with my wife. And you can say, well, you know, Pastor Hank, well, it's still before the event. So, and again, I'm not saying that this is related to the event, that this is what's going to happen. Please do not put words in my mouth. I'm simply sharing something to show a consistent pattern. He was losing at the end of the dream. He won first dream. Second thing I had it was a vision. I was spending quite a bit of time in prayer. I was praying in the Holy Ghost. And I just, I, I don't know about you, but the way I hear from God is is uh, I will lay down and I'll just, I'll still my body. And, and I kind of go in and out of a, what is kind of like a sleep state because I'm, I'm very settled. And then the voice of the Lord comes. And, uh, and other times, you know, I can walk and he can—he'll talk. How many of you have that too? I'm not trying to be weird, but I had a vision, and in the vision, I literally saw the dude on the left um, raising his left hand, which I thought in the vision was weird. And he had his his right hand was not on any book or anything, and he had his left hand on, and he was at uh, the place looked looked like he was going to be inaugurated. Now this was October. And it looked like he was being inaugurated. All of a sudden, I saw the hand of God come out forcefully. I mean forcefully smack the stage. Hit it so hard that it moved him out of the way. And I saw God push 45 up in place. That was in October. Now, this is before all this happened. And I said, Brenda, should I go on record? She said, just pray about it. And I thought, well, I'll just wait. Then then the next one was in November. I shared this one where... uh, there was a limo how many remember the limo and and i was in washington dc and i could look down the block and there was dark sky uh, as i was looking forward and there was a limo with lights on and they were trying to form an inauguration parade and i knew that it was the other guy that they were trying to celebrate but nothing was being organized nothing was being public and and so i remember saying in the dream i said man where's the parade where's the we're, we're, why, we're, why isn't there a parade? Why isn't there a celebration? But why is it looking like that they're going to move this direction? And all of a sudden, I heard a very, very strong, authoritative voice in it saying, Because it is not as they say. Now, and then I woke up and I thought, Hey, that's interesting. Okay. And so then two nights ago, I had a dream. And I, it was very sunny outside, and the Lord was, for whatever reason in the dream, He was having me look at how bright the, the sky was, but the sky was separate from the event that I was pulled into next in the dream. So I believe that the sunny sky represents that God's ultimate plan and, pro, uh, and, and uh, desire is that we're going to have a sunny, bright, good days for the United States. So then I was pulled over in, into the dream on another th- a scene that was acting out, And I saw, again, the guy on the left holding up his left hand, and there was no book or anything uh, that was in front of him. Now, again, I'm not saying that this is going to happen or it isn't going to happen. I'm just sharing a dream. Let me understand that. So in the dream, he was getting ready, the guy on the left, to uh, say the oath of office. And as he was getting ready to say it, he couldn't say it out of his mouth. And I woke up. So... I want to read you a prophecy now from December 1st before I, uh, I get into the message about the days of Noah. But as you get ready, turn to Luke uh, 17, so at least you can get there, and I want to read you this prophetic word. This was from, um, on flashpoints. They, they were doing, after the hour show, they were doing a 30 minutes uh, afterwards where we would be on like social media, but then social media has been censoring people, has been shutting it down, which is another indication you don't censor someone that's been elected as your president like to, to this level. That, that's scary stuff. Okay, that's how Hitler handled his power. Which, by the way, some of you have have contacted us that some of the captions uh, say, say things like hail to, we can't control the, the captions. So that's not our ministry saying that stuff. It's not our ministry putting cuss words in or whatever they're doing. Okay, that's, Whoever is uh, doing it or the computer or whatever, who knows? Um, so I just want to uh, make that clear. So I want to share this from December 1st because how many of you felt the winds? It's blowing all over the United States. People in contacting our mysteries happening all over the, 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 the United States from the West Coast to the East Coast. Lance Wallnau mentioned about the 105 mile an hour wind that hit Wyoming. And, and God mentions in this prophecy about the wind. He also talks about betrayals. And, um, and it's interesting because when, when the one from Wyoming was one of the first betrayals, he said, was uh, the former Cheney daughter, But I don't think this is the right prophecy. Let me see here. Okay. And I hear the Spirit of God say, Do you hear the sound of the wind? Look in the days that are to come. There will be an unusual sign that I will bring in various places across this nation, the United States, where there will be tremors. Yes, the ground and the soil shall shake. And I'll do this that it will be the sound of my feet. But listen closely. My hands are moving and my fish shall smack down as I've said to you before over that which is taking place and that which the enemy has sought, that he thinks that he can gain the upper hand. But with it I'm cracking down of my fist shall be the wind. For I'm holding the wind in my fists, and you shall see it in the natural, and there shall be a wind that shall begin to blow in various places, and it shall be an unusual thing, and it shall even be reported, says the Lord. But in this wind is the wind of change. Do you see the weather vane pointing in a new direction for this nation? No, says the Spirit of the Lord, that it is not in the direction of going backwards. It is in a direction of a new era. And with this new era, listen carefully. I'm about to bring what you have declared tonight. It shall be known as a shock and an awe. Yes, that's what I said, says the Lord. I will shock you and you'll be in awe. For did I not say in the days of Pharaoh's pursuit, I will gather my honor concerning Pharaoh, his horsemen, his chariots. And so I once again will get my honor and my glory in that which shall take place. So look closely. There shall come a great betrayal. And it will not just be one betrayal, but there shall come many betrayals. Did we not see that? Because my hand is extending towards this nation in great grace, great power, but great fear shall fall upon this nation in the coming days. Therefore, says the Spirit of grace, the Spirit who carries power, and the Spirit who shall bring forth great fear and conviction, do not pay attention to the news, to the headlines, to the reports, to the movements of even those who have said we have won. Do not pay attention even to the electoral calendar. The certification dates or what? Well, I think we should. It's January 20th. Well, God's trying to tell you that He gave you a sign in the wind and the shakings. I'm not paying attention to man's calendar. I'm choosing my event. I'm choosing my act, and you'll see it, says the Lord, and it'll be in my perfect timing. Therefore, now He's giving you instruction this week. It's going to be a testing week. Stay firm. Stay strong and fear not, for you will see my hand and my wind and my fist, and you'll hear the movement of my feet as I shake, 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 Exposing and bringing to justice those and that which must be held accountable in this time, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. So that's why I'm standing with God. Okay. Look at Luke chapter 17. Let's talk about the days of Noah. Now, again, this is not an end-time eschatology message where you know it's in the last days, the days of Noah. You know, they've been saying that for years. And and you know, I always thought it was kind of interesting when they used to have the what was it? Uh, Uh, kick in the behind series or whatever it was. Oh, left behind series. And so, you know, remember they have, you know, one taken and one was taken and the other one was left. Don't be left behind. But if you actually look at Luke 17, the ones that were left behind were the righteous. And the ones that were taken were taken. And even the disciples said, where are they going? And he said, to the place of the vultures or eagles. In other words, the place of the flesh, the place of death. So I think there's been a lot that people have tried to put their end time analogy on that. And it was the righteous that stayed. In fact, in the days of Noah, it was the righteous that stayed. Anyway, I'm not saying that we're going through the tribulation and all that stuff. So don't hear it. This is not that message. If you want that message, there's plenty of books, tapes and other stuff you can listen to. Okay. I'm not into Chuck E. Cheese conspiracy. You can't take your kid to Chuck E. Cheese because they put a number on the kid and it glows in the dark and it could be the mark of the beast. Okay, really? All right, let's just, you know, let's just leave Chuck E. Cheese out. You know, we, ain't, we ain't here to talk about Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, okay. So let's talk about the days of Noah. What was the days of Noah? Number one, the days of Noah was a spiritual decline and a falling away that happened among the people. How many remember that? Look at Luke 17, 25. But first, must he, talking about Jesus, suffer many things and be rejected of this generation? And as it was in the days of Noah, so he's making even a parallel to the Son of Man, the Son of God, Jesus, being rejected in his generation, so was Noah. So as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Watch this. And the flood came and destroyed them all. So what is the days of Noah? I believe that the Spirit of God is saying that this is a prophetic narrative. You say, what is a prophetic narrative? A prophetic narrative is an example. We've been in prophetic narratives of Egypt and Israel, and I don't have to go back into that, but if you've been listening for quite some time, you can see Exodus 14 being played out. It will be played out. You say, well, how is it being played out? Well, for example, there was a, a quarantine that took place with the children of Israel because of a plague or a, or how many got that? There was a shut-in. They were shut-in. There was a standstill. They stood on the shore of the Red Sea. There was a pursuing enemy or communistic government coming from the left as they were standing upon the right waiting for God to move. But do you know, before they went out from the place of Egypt, they were also given a stimulus check. So, you know, there's a lot of parallels. So, but at the end of the day, God opened the Red Sea and he took out the pursuing army of the Looked like they were going to win, and there was no hope. And God says, the Egyptians that you see today, you won't see anymore. And I believe that that's the new era that God is is declaring. And that's why he had all these soldiers stand up here today, because as they stood for God and country, God is standing for country, and he's standing for us. So, the days of Noah, let's get into this. The days of Noah is a spiritual decline and falling away that is ripe for harvest and awakening. You say, well, how can that be? Oftentimes when we think about the the, the the story of Noah, we always sung in Sunday school that it was all about Noah had an arky, 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 and he saved the animals, that barky, barky, barky. You remember that? And so we, we sing that song, and we made Noah's ark all about the animals being saved and the earth being saved after a flood. But really, that was not the focus of Noah's ark yes it was to save the animals yes it was to save the earth and bring a new era to the earth hint hint and so God had to deal with wickedness he had to deal with corruption he had to deal with violence he had to deal with uh, with 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 those by number that thought that they could control what was going to happen in the future of the earth and God wiped them away hint hint now here's the thing God saved the earth by eight people there have been lots of prayer going up there's been lots of those that have been repenting but just like one man moses that changed the destiny of a nation god has listened to those of you in this room and that are watching that have absolutely stood with god and therefore god will deal harshly with the wickedness that has been upon this nation and he'll do it for a few he did it for noah now here's what's amazing The ark was about the saving of a household. So mark this down. One of the things of the days of Noah is God is coming to deal harshly with things that are coming, but there was a spiritual decline. There was a falling away, but yet God brought household salvation. This is the time that we are going to see mass uh, harvest of souls like we've never seen before. We're coming into Acts 16, 31. Believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved in your family as well. So the first flood destroyed evil and eight were saved. But I'm going to tell you something. In the days of Noah and how it relates to today, another flood is coming and it's a flood of glory that billions of souls will be saved and evil as we know it will be dealt, with, will, will be dealt a vicious blow. Some of the things that they think that they've been getting away with, God is coming after it. So the days of Noah are about a great light. And you can write this down, Matthew four sixteen. When Jesus shows up on the scene, it says, those that sat in darkness saw a great light. And God has been prophesying for many, many months now, probably over a year, where we're in a revolution of light. How many understand what a revolution is? A revolution is a purposeful overthrow. And God declared before all this nonsense we're seeing that we're in a revolution of light. A purposeful uh, overthrow by God to deal with the darkness. Just like in the days of Noah, God had a purposeful overthrow that he would get his way and his plan would stand in the earth. But the days of Noah are even more interesting. Go to Genesis 6, verse 5. The days of Noah really comes down to do you care about what God cares about? If you care about what God cares about, then you have his heart. And so I remember in 2016 where God said to me, he said, does my heart matter? Because, you know, everybody's talking about this matters, that matters, and we're not here to debate that argue it disagree with it agree with it we're simply here to say that the greatest thing that we need to look at and it should be your focus and it's the reason i believe that god is taking his time not only to have incredible evidence that is there and will come out to prove that 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 we have been uh unjustly dealt with god is is taking his time so he can expose it but he's also taking his time so that we get our focus where it needs to be In Genesis 6, look at verse 5. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth, and he was heartbroken. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read that verse that God Almighty was heartbroken, it makes me stop and look at why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we standing for what we're standing for? What are we standing for? And it came down to God's heart was broken. He, he didn't like the corruption that was happening in the days of Noah. He didn't like the violence. He didn't like how they were just living it up and there was lawlessness and anarchy and rules that they were making unto themselves. Much in the same way, God has been grieved and now righteously indignation, indignated. He does not like what he sees and he's come to do something about it. But here's the question. Are you going to make God's heart the most important thing that matters in your life. That's why I'm standing with him. I have to be loyal to what he said. I have to be loyal to what he showed. I have to be loyal to the prophetic story that he's been telling since 9-11. That has had countless, countless, hundreds of prophetic accuracy and words that are telling the story that he would raise up a president from New York to make this nation great again. And God has not changed his mind. I want you to look now. His heart was broken. But look at Genesis 6, verse 8, because you have a choice today, those of you that are watching. You can concede. You can give up. You can throw you know, everything away and say, you know what, I'm not going to stand anymore. You can lose faith. You can lose hope after this week, but I'm standing with God. Look at verse 8. Out of all the wickedness, even that which was happening in corrupt government, In the days of Noah, notice what you see in verse 8. But Noah, in other words, there was a counter-movement. There was, the whole earth was going the direction of corruption. The whole earth was going the uh, the direction of evil. But someone was standing against it and was not going with the flow. You've got to ask yourself the question, which one am I? Am I just going to cave in, give in, and allow evil to prevail and and lies to stand in the land without accountability and evidence being heard? Or are you going to be instead like Noah? In the days of Noah, where you're going to be a righteous man, you're going to stand up and say, no, I'm not going the direction, nor am I going to accept evil. But notice who found grace in the eyes of the Lord is always those who will stand for rightness and righteousness. God's heart matters. Well, then what matters to God's heart? You voted for it, 80 million of you almost. The right for life, the right to protect and stand with Israel, the right for God's name, And the name of his son, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, to be declared in the United States. You chose what matters to God. He said in the book of of Deuteronomy, I've set before you life and death, therefore choose life. We chose life, God. So by your vote, you said, God, your heart matters. Just because you didn't like the personality of 45, some of you didn't side with what mattered to God's heart. And you voted opposite. And it's why some of us were in this mess. But Noah refused to bow to the pressure. In Luke 17, I read it to you. Just as the Son of Man shall be rejected in his generation as in the days of Noah. In other words, Noah was rejected and persecuted in his generation. They wrote about him on social media. They called him false. He was a prophet declaring something that had never been done proof of his prophecy and there was no time frame that god gave upon the prophecy that rain would fall just the same way god said to uh, his prophets and to his intercessors that 45 would be re-elected it happened yes but what about the second term again like the days of noah you have no proof of that it doesn't look possible It seems like what may have to happen has never happened in the history of the United States, just like a flood that destroys the whole earth. But the prophet stood up, and he built for 120 years, faithful to what God said and didn't put a timeline on it. I'm here to tell you this prophet is not going to be moved by your faces. I am standing with what God said, and I'm standing with the fact that it will come to pass I don't know when, but I know that it shall come to pass. This nation, Maga, shall be made great again. And I believe not only his plan shall stand in the land, but so shall his man. God hasn't changed his mind. So even though there was spiritual decline, God saw that there were some but Noahs People who want God. That's why we're meeting. Come on, preachers, open your churches up. Okay, part of the days of Noah was about spiritual decline. Why are you shutting up your churches? Come on, open it up and invite the clean and the unclean. Just like Noah did. And cast the unclean out of them. Number two, the days of Noah was about a culture that was bent on evil. Just like today. But notice in Genesis 6, 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of their thoughts of heart were on evil continually. Sounds like Congress. Sounds like the Senate. Sounds like those who are trying to push for their evil agenda. But there was a righteous man standing. I just showed it to you. But Noah... But Noah, come on, put your name in there. Where do you stand? Look at 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Of all the people, you can read it in Genesis 5, there was the genealogy of, of, of many different people, thousands, millions that perhaps lived. And look at what the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, because this is not a time. This is not a time. Preachers, Christians, to not be on the side of God. There is still time to come back to what God is saying. Some of you have conceded. You've caved in. you flip-flopped. This is not that time. It's the time where God is looking. He's counting on you, and he's counting on where. He's numbering where you're going to be counted, if I can say it that way. He's counting on you, but he's also looking at where you're going to, where, where, you're going to, where you're going to be numbered. As this thing begins to shift and turn around over this nation, God is looking for a new era of of senators, of congressmen, mayors, governors, come on, Christians, those in the school board, those, come on, those who are going to stand with God in the media, who are going to be the new face of the new era. But if you're not willing to stand with God right now, you will not be counted and numbered among what God wants to do and who he's going to use in the new era. Second Peter chapter 2, and God spared not the old world, but he saved who? The eighth person. Now, that doesn't mean the eighth person that was ever born into the earth. It means, watch this, the eighth person. Out of all the, the countless numbers of people, only God knows how many it was. There was only eight from the time of Adam that God could number and say, that man and those other seven stood. And they were my preachers of righteousness. Come on, preachers. Can God count on you? Bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Look at Enoch, Jude verse 14. And Enoch also was the seventh from Adam. No, he wasn't the seventh from Adam. He was the seventh who prophesied. He was a preacher. He was a man of righteousness. God is looking, if if, if there's anything that we need to have the fear of God about, it is I will not concede, I will not cave in, I will stand. Because God's looking at where we're going to be numbered. How can he use us in this new era that's about to hit the earth? Come on, what happened in the days of Noah? The days of Noah is God dealt harshly with the corruption, the violence, come on, he wiped it out and he established new leadership in the earth new faces. And in Genesis 8, the days of Noah, Noah established an altar and, and, and God smelled it. And he said, the earth is clean. I'm telling you, there is a shift that is coming over the earth where God is going to deal harshly with the same evil, the same corruption, the same violence. And it will not be as it was in a previous time. We're in the days of Noah. You ready for a flood? 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart. So God's eyes are on you. That's why I'm not shaking. I'm not moving. I'm going to stand where God said to stand. It's like I told somebody else, you know, I'm not answering my phone much just because i got to stay with God. But somebody said, Pastor Hank, I'm throwing in the towel. I said, go ahead and throw it in. I'm going down to the mat, man. I'm taking it to the mat. Come on, my son's not a UFC fighter for nothing. He didn't get, he got that from his mom and, and dad. We fight all the time. With pillows, with Uno, I'm so sorry, games. We were doing crawl Maga for a while, but we don't fight like argue, but we fight. And I'm gonna continue to fight. This preacher is gonna fight for God. I'm gonna fight for America. And I'm gonna fight for the nations of the earth. Now watch. Number three, the days of Noah, like I said, was filled with violence, corruption, anarchy. Did you ever think about that? Corrupt government, much like today, but here's the good news. God intervened, and guess what he did? He started over with a new era. I really believe this. Look at Genesis 6, 11 through 13. A new era is upon us. In the times of Noah and Lot, anarchy prevailed, and people... In their own eyes were lawless, promiscuous. They had this was societies were filled with it, and they did whatever they pleased. But God changed everything with his plan. Hint hint. God changed everything with his plan. God changed everything with his plan. I feel that like a scud missile. God, his plan changed everything. Look at Genesis 6, 11. And the earth was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. And by the way, we don't promote violence. Okay? No, we're not racist. We're not white supremacist. We're not saying violence on anyone. Our fight is for righteousness and for justice. Our fight is for God to have His way and His say. The earth was corrupt. God looked upon the earth and it was corrupt. All flesh had corrupted His way upon the earth, and God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is before me. In other words, I've had enough. Do you ever think that there's a time where God says, I've had enough? I don't think 45 has gave in like some of you think. Are you kidding? Would you give in if you won by a landslide? Would you give in if you spent your four years fighting against every obstacle that there was? And yet you kept on fighting for God and for America, for the people? God said, all flesh has come up. Is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. That means the days of Noah, people did what was right in their own eyes, and today it's kind of like the Tower of Babel. Those who have sided together that are bent on evil to build their own tower of corruption through government. Corrupt government, but what did God do? He let them look like they were going to build this thing. And then at the last minute, God had enough and he came down and you can't outmaneuver and you can't outsmart and you cannot defeat the Trinity of God. And God said, they said, let us build. You think the United States will go socialist and communist, but you're wrong. Because God has said, let us. And he's going to intervene. And there's something on God's calendar. That's what the winds are about. That's what the shakings are about. God's saying, look, I'm going to show you that I'm going to intervene. So the earth was filled with violence, but God and corruption, but God intervened. I believe in the same way today, the days of Noah, there's been corruption, corrupt government, but God is intervening. Number four, the days of Noah were filled with moral decline, partying, living it up until something happened. A flood came. And I believe in all my heart that there's another flood that is coming. And God said out of his mouth that there is uh, never going to be a time where he is going to flood the earth with judgments like he did in the days of Noah. But he did say that he would flood the earth, if you read in the book of Isaiah 45, with righteousness. That's what he said. He also declared through the mouth of the prophet in Habakkuk chapter 2 that the whole earth shall be filled or flooded with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So there's another flood that's coming. In other words, why is it at this time that we are seeing corruption, violence? We're seeing people with moral decline, uh, spiritual decline, just like in the days of Noah. And yet we're, we're waiting for God to do something. And I believe that it's another wave of glory. And always remember this. One of the signs that the glory of God is moving towards a nation or a people is God will deal with corruption. In Exodus 32, where, where Moses and, and God were in a 40-day glory meeting. And God said, Moses, get down, for the people have watched this, corrupted themselves. And Moses. He's carrying the law of God, the Ten Commandments in his hands. The glory of God is so strong upon his face that here he has law and order, righteousness and justice in his hands. And he's going down with the glory on him to deal with corruption. Some of the things that we're seeing with all the fraud, the the, the corruption that's taking place, is not an indication that this nation is going backwards. Rather, it is a prophetic indication that another flood of God's glory, His righteousness, His justice, come on, His freedom and liberty is coming unto us. And He just needs some people to stand like Moses stand and stood. Amen. Are you here? Number five, the days of Noah (laughs) were filled with mockers, scoffers that persecuted the righteous. But God dealt with the evil. He dealt with evil man, and he blessed the earth because of those eight that stood for righteousness. Look at Luke 17, verse 25 again. But first must the Son of God suffer many things, And be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah. Come on, corruption, violence, all that. Eating, drinking, giving in marriage. Until, underline the word until. In other words, there is a moment where God has had enough. There's a moment where his hand moves, just like the Red Sea. There is a moment where God comes and he says, enough of the level of evil. It has reached a place now that must have righteousness and justice. It has reached a place that must have accountability. And God shows up. And I'm telling you, that's what's getting ready to happen in the days of Noah today. The Lord has had enough and we're gonna see new places, new faces, and we are going to see a new era arise upon this land. That's why I I believe even if something happens this week, it ain't gonna stand. Well, that's never been done before. Neither is rain in the days of Noah. That's why you scoff, just like the days of Noah. That's why you pick on the prophet, just like they did with Noah. Oh, really? It's going to rain. What is rain? Ha, 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 ha. Look at that man. He's building a stupid boat the size that no man's ever seen before. And they probably even labeled it and called it the Titanic. But that one didn't drown because it was built by God. And so they scoffed. They persecuted. Same today. God is dealing with evil, evil man. But he's blessing this nation because of the righteous that are standing. Few they may be, but they're standing. And so God is heard, just like in the days of Noah. Just like Noah's day, there's a scoffing, scoffing at believers, scoffing at those who, 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 are going to church. They're persecuting the righteous. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3, 3 through 4, and then I'm going to give you my last point if they could come to the piano. 2 Peter chapter 3, do you get anything out of the days of Noah? Okay. By the way, do you know another thing that happened in the days of Noah? And this is why some of you scoff, why some of you persecute, why some of you are caving in, and some of you are like flip flops. You keep flopping back and forth. Because in the ark of Noah, there was only one window allowed in it. And it was not in the side where he could see what was happening on the earth. It was in the top where he was forced to look up. It's what Jesus said in Luke 20, 20, uh, 21. He said in verse 26, look up. Too many men's hearts are failing for fear because they're looking at. Come on, there wasn't a side window. Men's hearts are failing for fear, Jesus said, Luke 21, 26, because they're looking at. There was not a side window in the ark. Some of you are looking at the you tell they're totally looking at the fake news, and I think you need to stop it. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's huge. I don't think it's terrific. Fake news, that's exactly what it is. And I tell you, they're fake news. They're all fake news. That's not exactly what it is. fake news. I'm just telling you, it's fake news. I don't like it. It's fake. It's absolutely fake. I know it. You know who you are. You're fake news. You've been doing it a long time. You know who you are, and you're going to be dealt with. I'm telling you, another flood is coming. It's coming. I'm telling you. So, all right. When's the flood coming? How do I know? That's exactly what Noah had to say. I don't know. I just know it's coming. <laughs> False prophet. Really? <laughs> really? It's never been done before, this rain thing or God taking out Mathematically, 46 is not greater than 45. In this case, 45 is greater. Yeah, but it's never been done before. So neither was rain. So call me a fool. Call me false. He said it about Noah, which brings me to my sixth and final point. The days of Noah was filled with prophetic blindness and ignorance because there was no proof where people who's got to have proof prove it God doesn't have to prove anything okay if Jesus wanted to prove anything he said I could call down a billion angels if I wanted to but I'm not here to prove anything he could have they, they, they popped the nails in he could have gone Pop Pop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief this is. And he could have came down off that cross and proven that he was the son of God. No, he let the enemy beat on him. Call him a false prophet. Until three days, God's timing. He kicked the devil's backside so bad, made a public display. And I'm here to tell you, there will be a public display. There will be a public display that you will see the things that have been prophesied and declared as they were declared truly are, as God said. And there will be public displays and proof that shall show it and reveal it in God's time. In the meantime, here's what we're going to do this week. What's that? I mean, I feel the Wally Cleaver anointing. Remember Wally Cleaver? Hey, uh, Chiefie, uh, what what was that, you goof? You keep building and eat cake. In the days of Noah, I'm almost done. Was filled blindness and ignorance because of no proof much like today until God honored his prophets and their prophetic word. And here's what they did, 2 Peter chapter 2, 3 through 4. Knowing first that the scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust, saying, where is the promise of his coming? In other words, here's what they're saying today. When is it going to happen? Where's the proof? Well, what about 1 Kings 18, 41? When here you have this prophet Elijah say, hey, at my word is not going to rain, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. And all of a sudden the prophet goes, hey, man, I hear something. I hear something. Get up. I hear this sound. Something is shifting. Something is moving. Something is breaking. God is at work. God's on the move. And there was no proof. Seven times later, finally, the proof of what had been prophesied, the sound of what they heard that God spoke to the prophets, bam, it came to pass. Are you here? How do you know that it's a false prophecy? That 45 isn't going to get a second term. Has it come to pass yet? No, that's my point. It hasn't come to pass. False, 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 sound like the scoffers of Noah's day. Where's the proof? It's never been done before. Once a person is inaugurated, then they're inaugurated. But if there is criminal activity and foreign interference in our electoral process that can and will be proven, it can be thrown out as fast as it can be sworn in. And don't forget, they have proof. Remember El Gore? Remember the recount? They had an El Gore rhythm on those uh, on those voting machines. You know, the algorithms. Mm-hmm. I think we need to move on personally. All right. Last scripture. Stand to your feet. The days of Noah, they scoffed, they made fun of, they couldn't get it, but in the end, who was right? God was. In the days of Noah, people scoffed at the building of the ark and in their ignorance were unaware of just what was coming until God intervened and fulfilled the prophetic words. Look at Matthew 24, 37-39. But as the days of Noah were, so also the coming of the Son of Man shall be. For as in the days where they were before the flood, eating, drinking, marrying, giving, and marriage, and until the day that Noah entered into the ark, watch this, they didn't know. They knew not. Now they could have because the prophet was saying it. He was demonstrating it. He was staying consistent. I'm sure people wanted him to cave in. He stayed true to something that had never been done, but yet it was prophesied. No proof until, watch, the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of God over this nation will be. We're in the days of Noah, and I hear the sound of something, and it's about to bust. By the way, you know, we sang that last week. We all hear when we sing, something's about to bust. So I was in prayer, and I said, Lord, something's about to bust. Something's about to open up. And he said, that hey, the only thing. What, 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 what do you mean? He said, yeah, something else is going to bust too. I said, what's that? He said, Hank, um, <clears throat> when people are arrested, they get what? I said, Lord, I never thought of that in a million years. Come on. Where are you standing? How are you standing? Are you going to stand? You're going to be here next Sunday? What if the left hand goes up? Interesting, his left hand went up. What are you going to believe? We're going to see justice. Father, I thank you for every person in the sound of my voice. And I pray, Father, if there's been any blinders... Fear, worry, anxiety. Lord, if the enemy has tried to blind their perspective and get them, Lord, to cave in. Father, if there's been any deception, any lying spirits, we break their power. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, and we loose the spirit of God, the spirit of truth, to guide us, lead us in truth, but to keep us in the truth, that we will side with you, God, and with what you're doing and what you will do. And as in the days of Noah, let him scoff. We're going to continue to build your kingdom. We're going to continue to win souls. We're going to continue to fight and stand for the United States of America. We're going to continue to stand on the side of religious liberties and the right for the unborn to live. And we're going to stand with Israel. We're going to stand! We're going to keep hammering away, God. And we are not going to give it away. I pray a fresh anointing of boldness on every one of us. Now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, very quickly, maybe you're here today, you've never asked Jesus in your heart, and you say, you know what? I just want to make a commitment to the Lord. I'm not going to call you up. I just simply want to pray a quick prayer with you and those of you that are watching. I know I've gone a little bit later, but I'm going to close it within less than a minute. Anybody here? Raise your hand if that's you. You want me to pray for you. All right, I see a hand. God bless you. Let's pray this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I call upon you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Be the Lord of my life. Amen. Praise God. Well, smile at somebody. Say, we're in the days of Noah, and it's about to get gooder and gooder and good because a glory flood is coming. Amen. You're dismissed. I'll see you on Flashpoint.